Alright, coming up, it's our Super Bowl special. We just watched the game, we don't really have notes, we're just going to talk about the Super Bowl. We had some friends over, it was a good time, and we're also going to throw in our DraftKings experiment that we had as well. So it's the sports life, we're talking the Super Bowl, let's go! All right, Caden, just coming fresh off this Super Bowl game, man. Let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Number one, you know, a couple takeaways for me is it was a sloppy game. I know that, you know, coming off the big drive at the end there, a lot of the talk is going to be, oh, it was a great Super Bowl. And i to be honest, it was close. It was exciting, but it was sloppy. I mean, to see the Super Bowl, which by all accounts is your best two teams in your league, um, and you're seeing multiple fumbles, uh, muffed punts, some really bad plays. I think there was a blocked extra point, which you typically don't see. There's another deflected field goal. Uh, Mahomes threw uh, his first interception of the postseason. So there was a lot going on here. Uh, the first half was just awful. It was it was actually very hard to watch. A lot of punts. But again, it's the Super Bowl. So for me, close games in the NFL, particularly in Super Bowls, they end up being exciting no matter what. I know Caden's kind of getting tired of the whole Mahomes thing. I noticed that a little bit. Caden, talk to us a little bit about kind of that Mahomes exhaustion or whatever you might be feeling there. I personally like the guy. Uh, I'm glad to see him win. I, I think that he's a special player. But how does it feel kind of being on that side where you're like, man, I'm sick of seeing this guy get it done all the time? Uh, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a great player. I mean, I, I got to give the tip of the cap to him because he's a phenomenal player. But, you know, when you look at – the 49ers defense and every defense that plays them, you know, is there a way? There's, is there a way? No way possible. You can't just find a way to adjust to him. Like you saw, they don't. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have Tyree Kill. He has to depend guys, depend on guys like Rashid Rice, Travis Kelsey, Marquez Valdez Scantling. You know, guys who like except for Kelsey hasn't been in these spots before. It's like those like for them there has to be a question to ourselves. There's nowhere possible that we we just have to force the force the most pressure on Mahomes as you can with getting the ball of his hands and forcing him to make a mistake. It just it kinda seemed like in the first half, but it just kinda it kinda seemed like in the second half. They were still getting to a little bit, but every time um every time they try to get to him, he found a way to create a uh, make an adjustment. If it was avoiding a tackle, get the ball of his hands, dump it off to a running back. I mean, always you just it, it just it's time after time the same plays, and it's just frustrating to see that you know. I noticed your frustration play. where like they got to a point late in the game where it was like they had to make plays. They had a fourth and one. Uh, Mahomes ended up rushing that. Then they the had a long they did third well. down. They did really well tackling yards after catch. Uh, big plays were all limited, and then then I got like Isaiah Pacheco who did absolutely nothing the whole game. He started getting like. Sal runs, even if it was not a lot. Mahomes started scrambling. Mahomes started finding the big plays. It's just, why can't you find the consistency when you've been doing it in the first half? Why can't you do it in the clutch when your offense needs you? I'll tell you, in the first half of this game, I'm looking at it going, who's going to win the MVP of this game if it you know, if it goes either way. So first I'm looking at the 49ers side and I'm going, you got McCaffrey, he's having a decent game. But I'm also looking at it thinking to myself, well, he's had a big fumble deep in, you know, deep into 
KC's territory, so that was a bad play for him. That was the first possession, though. I know, but it was still a big play. And I'm looking at going, honestly, this guy, number 84, I don't even know his name from San Francisco, guy had a couple of huge plays in the game. First of all, he had a big catch early. Then he had two huge plays on special teams. He downed the ball at the one-yard line. Then he hit the punt returner as soon as the guy touched the ball. I'm like, this guy, to me, of the first was the – the MVP of the first half, essentially. And then I'm looking at it going, could a kicker win the MVP? I honestly started thinking that at some point. If Before, he didn't have that block kick, I think he might have. I mean, at one point you're thinking, one of these kickers, I think the San Francisco guy, what did he end up with? He had two kicks he was, he over good. 50 yards, right? If we look at that, I'm trying to see. He was 3-for-3 three three on field goals. His long was 55. So he was phenomenal. Butker was really good. At one point, it honestly looked like a kicker could win MVP. So that was kind of the first half. Then when the second half got going, when you end up looking at what went down, you got Mahomes, what ends up being a Patrick Mahomes game, right? 34 of 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. I mean, the guy gets it done. And that's what it came down to. And that's what I said last week against Baltimore. I said it was 17-10. But if they needed 20 instead of 17, he would have found a way to get them there. And that's what Mahomes does. Late in the game, they needed it. And he got it done. And, you know, I'll give a I'll give a shout-out to Purdy. Purdy showed toughness. He didn't play bad. Purdy played a good game. Purdy was 23 of 38 for 255 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Juwan Jennings actually threw for a touchdown and caught a touchdown pass, which was pretty cool. He had four for 42 and a touchdown. McCaffrey, again, stands out. He probably would have been the MVP if San Francisco would have pulled this game out because he touched the ball 30 times. McCaffrey, 22 carries for 80 yards. Nothing too impressive there, but but steady as he goes. And then eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. So this is similar to what McCaffrey's been giving you all year. I mean, he's giving you 160 yards from scrimmage plus a touchdown on 30 touches. I'm pretty sure he wins the MVP if San Francisco pulls this thing out. A couple interesting notes. One was that the overtime to me was one of the most interesting overtimes I think I've seen. Number one, you get San Francisco, get the ball deep. And by taking the ball first, I really don't like that play. I don't like taking the ball first. I like the concept. I think they did it to rest their defense, but I like the idea of getting the ball second. The offenses were really not moving the ball well tonight. My thought was you defer, uh, your defense makes a stop, you get a punt. Hopefully you're picking up the ball at the 30 or 40 rather than the 25 or 20. And then, and then at that point, all you need is a field goal if you're the second team to touch the ball So um, if your defense gets a stop for you. So I didn't really like that right out of the gate. And then the 49ers getting the ball deep into KC territory, you're thinking to yourself, because you have the ball first, you're okay kicking a field goal there because you got a good defense, and then you can let your defense go ahead and put pressure on KC on the other side. But ultimately, that comes back to hurt you because if KC starts driving that ball on you, you know a touchdown wins that game. What did you think about the way overtime played out? You look like you're a little tired, dude. I don't think you're going to make it through the pod. Looks like you're falling asleep on me, dude. It's only it's 1030. When you get your Fridays and Saturdays free, man, you look like you want to stay. You were stayed up till 1230 watching Modern Family the other day. 
Uh, but I mean, yeah, I think for Mahomes, not just for Mahomes, but for the Chiefs, it's all about confidence. And you saw not just this game, but this whole year, it was all about confidence. When things weren't going good, when they lost the Raiders, when when everybody was talking about all drop passes, I mean, it just kind of seemed like we thought the Chiefs were going to collapse. But there's one guy that really kind of kept it steady a, a little bit, I guess, well, to his mindset was Patrick Mahomes, and that's the only guy you really need because he can flat out win games. But you saw the frustration um, with not just this game, but multiple games um, like against the Bills and like the games they lost. You saw the frustration. You see him yelling at the offensive lineman. It's it's you know, and when you're the Niners, you gotta you gotta stop the confidence because. If you got other players, if you got other players like Rashid Rice and Travis Kelsey and the X Factors like Marcus Aldis Scantley, if you get if you make them believe that um and you and they have the trust in Patrick Mahomes, they will they will have the trust and they will have the confidence to go out and wanna make a play because they don't they have a guy like Patrick Mahomes to uh make a play, make a make a play for you. And you know, and KC's playoff run here, Caden. I mean, I know you're going heavy Mahomes, heavy Mahomes, and, and I agree. Without Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, with his experience now. Name another quarterback. I don't think there's another quarterback on the Chiefs that won a Super Bowl. I don't think the there's team. another quarterback in the league that wins a Super Bowl with that team. I agree with you. But give, give a shout-out to the defense, right? They go into the Dolphins, coldest game of the year. They win 26-7. to Dolphins are also from Miami. I hear you. They shut the Dolphins down. Then they go – they went to Buffalo. Buffalo – was actually the hottest team in the league probably at that point. They beat Buffalo 27-24, um, giving up 24 to Josh Allen. That's not a bad number. I mean, that was a tough game for them. That was their Super Bowl, in my opinion. That was that was just huge for them to get past the Bills. Then they go up against the Ravens, who the number one seed, the Ravens were beating every top team you put in front of them. And their defense absolutely shut down the Ravens. They gave up 10 points. The whole game and they the Ravens defense, the but the half. Ravens defense, right? The Ravens defense was nasty on the Chiefs in that second half. They didn't give up a point. The Ravens scored in the second half. The Chiefs didn't. The Chiefs yeah. didn't score a point in the second half there. So, you know, looking and then winning 25-22 against the Niners in overtime. So only yeah, giving up yeah. nineteen to the 49ers when you're talking about Purdy and all the weapons he has at his discretion. He's got Christian McCaffrey, best running back in the league. Then he's got. George Kittle, he's a top three tight end. Then well, the receiving core with Debo, Ayuk. I mean, those guys are not, you know, they're not yeah. and the top five, but they're nice, top ten. They did a nice job conserving, like, the big plays. Like, they, like George Kittle did not do – I mean, he was locked down the whole game. Debo got shaken up, but he was not himself. McCaffrey was basically the only person that really had his, had his typical game. But, you know, I was thinking to myself, in that first half – the 49ers needed to capitalize because when you looked at the Chiefs, they didn't, in the first half, they were not in rhythm. There was a lot of bad drives, unefficient drives, and a lot of frustrating um, players. You saw Travis Kelsey bumping into Andy Reid, screaming at him. You saw offensive lines just shaking their head, a lot of angry people. And when you have that with the Chiefs, um, you got to capitalize and you got to force pressure and you got to torture them and you got to force as much frustration as they can because. When you're looking at a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, they they have attention when they when things are going the way they're split apart as a team. When things are going good, 
they're they're a brotherhood and they're really good. They're really good as a team. But then then I was thinking when the 49ers had uh, didn't capitalize and started going with field goals, I was thinking when the Chiefs really find their rhythm, making adjustments at halftime, um, it's going to be scary. And the 49ers were more consistent, but they didn't have that high reel like the Chiefs did. I think that's why they won. What's going to be the talk about Shanahan here, right? I mean, he, he gets a lot of credit for being one of the great offensive minds in the league. And if you look at his weapons, I mean, are you really getting the best use out of your guys when you got Debo, three catches for 33 yards, and you got George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the league, with two catches for four yards? I mean, I got to start questioning some of the play calling there. There's something missing. Um, And when you go to the other side of the field, you look at Andy Reid. There was plays there, a fourth and one late in the game where Mahomes' perfect play call, looks like he's got a ton of room on the right side, runs it for like 10 or 12 yards, okay? Then you get later into that drive, a third down play where Mahomes flings it across the middle to Rashi Rice. He picks up another first down. I mean, when you needed the right play calls, Reed put them in. Now, my my final thing on the Super Bowl here, Casey's final drive, I just talked about a couple plays. They get the ball down inside the 10. Kelsey gets it down inside the 5 for a first down. There's like... Again, I'm just going off memory here, but I want to say there's somewhere between 25 and 35 seconds left. Me and my buddy Pat Woods, who's at the house, we're losing our minds. Why are you not calling a timeout? You got it first and goal inside the five with 25 seconds left. So you want to be able to secure. Time management means nothing at that point. You want to be able to make sure you got time to run three plays. And a pass play is going to take anywhere. And you got your timeout. You know, you still got a couple timeouts behind it. You could still run the ball. You could do anything there. And they ended up choosing to basically run one play. I mean, they would have only had time to run one more play after that if they didn't win the game on that play. I was questioning the time management there. And then as we look at this play going into tomorrow and days after as people talk about it, I think they're ultimately going to talk about how the 49ers were totally confused that the Chiefs didn't use a timeout there. And it ended up essentially leaving a guy wide open But for me, watching the game, I'm watching those valuable seconds go off the clock, thinking to myself, if they don't score here, they're going to lose an opportunity to score. In other words, if they didn't score on that play, they might have only had one other chance to score um, on second down rather than having first down, second down, and third down. So that was my thought. I was losing it. It ended up working out for the Chiefs. I, I mean, somebody's either a complete genius or I have no idea what I'm talking about, but it certainly seemed to me that at around 20 seconds, you should use a timeout, set up a play. You can run whatever you want. You still got the ability to run the ball or throw the ball because you got a couple more timeouts behind it, or at least, I don't know how many timeouts you get in overtime, but I imagine you get at least two. Look that up, Caden. See how many timeouts do you get in overtime? Can you, you got your, you don't have it available? I don't know. Do you get three? Anyway, I have to look that up to confirm that. But again, I just thought that was odd to let that clock run all the way well, I down. I know I'm mad if you get two. I, I got to check that to find out for sure. But anyway, either way, they would have had at least at least one timeout um, to utilize there. So my final thing on this game was I wanted to talk a little bit about my DraftKings experiment because it was it's kind of funny. Uncle Clint told me that there was like 300 to 1 odds on this game that or that the Ravens or the 49ers um, that neither team would make the Super Bowl. So it was 301 odds that neither team would make the Super Bowl at the beginning of the playoffs. I really liked the thought of that. So I'm like, well, I'm going to open an account 
on DraftKings, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna bet that. I'm gonna put something on that. I'm not a big gambler. I don't like to gamble. Um, I've seen a lot of people have problems with it, so I'm not really a big proponent of DraftKings and, and FanDuel and, and all these different types of gambling sites that are out there. I think it can be dangerous for young men and, and, and kids that get access to it and things like that. Sports gambling is is very dangerous, so it's it's not my first thing. But again. I kind of got shot over to try this bet, and then the bet wasn't available, which I thought, because I thought 300 to 1, oh my gosh, that's, that, that could be an interesting play. So as that wasn't available, I had a little bit of money sitting in this DraftKings account. We started playing around with it at the Super Bowl, and it was kind of fun. Um, just because it was very controlled, it was a small amount of money, and we ended up having a fun one with a $5 bet on the Third touchdown being scored by Juwan Jennings, which I think a $5 bet paid 90 bucks or something like that. Um, we also had McCaffrey for the first touchdown of the game, which I think we had him for first San Francisco touchdown and first down of the game. That paid a couple bucks. I mean, it, these were like $5, $10 bets. But anyway, the point of the experiment is I think that if you're going to use something like that, and you use it with a small amount of money, and you can have fun with like five, ten dollar bets, things like that. I think it's kind of fun to have for a game specifically, like the Super Bowl or a big playoff game. But man, is it dangerous! Looking at how easy it is to to put to use credit cards to fund the account. Um, you know how easy it is to just bet throughout a whole game on any little thing that you could think of. It's it's very dangerous. And it's almost too easy. But for us tonight, we had a little fun with it. We won a couple. We lost a bunch. We were having fun with fun with the next touchdown scored. So they basically have a play where you can you know you get odds on who's going to score the next touchdown. So that was really fun with the with Caden and his buddies. We had Nate Daniel over. You know it, it was it was fun to be able to do that and give guys chances. Hey, who do you think's going to score? Everybody get a $5 shot at it and things like that. And that's how we ended up hitting on the on the Juwan Jennings, which was kind of fun. Again, I just wanted to talk about my experiment because I got sent there to try. You know, I only created the account to try uh, a 300-to-1 play that I thought was worth the long shot that could have, if that existed, which it didn't, by the way. But if it did exist, the Lions were super close to making that happen. And that would have been interesting if, uh, you know, if that bet was really available. So... All in all, a fun game. You know, we did our appetizers, we did our pizza, we did the whole thing. It was nice to have friends. It's always fun to be around friends and family. It's always nice when the Super Bowl is a good competitive game, even though, like I say, first half, super sloppy. Um, halftime show, I probably give a B. Um, I know a lot of people were not real crazy about it, but Usher's Usher's a performer. Uh, Alicia Keys coming out on the piano I thought was pretty cool. I thought the second half of the halftime show essentially picked up a little bit where they brought out Ludacris and you know he played some more of his famous songs and things like that where people were more familiar with them. But all in all, a fun night. Caden, any closing thoughts on that game, on what you saw, on anything? Because I'm about to close this thing out. Uh, no, you know, shouts to Brock Purdy, you know, his first two years of the league, you know, coming in last year, you know, last pick of the draft, and I'll be in the third string, Garoppolo being out, then Trey Lance, and coming in, make it to the AFC Championship, and I think, you know, he deserves a lot more credit. People were, people started from last year, oh, what a great story, to now think, now him, be, now being in the conversation, 
of like when they keep top QBs and not him give given enough, uh, enough respect that he should be. I mean, you can't give you can't say he's like he's not. You can't give him the respect because he's not a top three QB. Um, he belongs, man. I yeah, agree with you. I and you still got to give him respect there. because there's not a lot of top. I mean, he's the last pick of the draft, and I mean, what a great story. I mean. Uh, AFC, AFC, uh, he went to the AFC Championship game, then the Super Bowl. I mean, just what a great start. And, you know, he's done a lot of stuff. I, mean, I don't think Kyle Shanahan and Debo Samuel and Chris McCaffrey, they're doing a lot of stuff for him. He's being like a guy where he's not like Mahomes who's creating his own plays and really carrying this team. But they're also, they're also not holding his hand. When Debo Samuel and um, Kittle were down, he had, to, he had to find Jennings. He had to make plays and all. And I think he did a nice job with it. So, shout out to him. I agree. I mean, I, I thought a big thing for him tonight was that he only took one sack. And, I mean, there was guys in the backfield a lot. And there were guys right on him. And he was able to escape when he needed to escape and, and make some really nice throws at times. Again, I feel like his arm strength is probably one of his biggest weaknesses. Um, when he doesn't set his feet, he just can't get much on the ball. But at the end of the day, you know, the guy plays solid and he plays tough football. I'd say every game that I've watched him this year, I've seen him get off some throws in tough spots where there's pressure on him and he's about to get hit and he still stands in there and gets it done. And he, like I say, he escapes pressure when he needs to. He doesn't take bad sacks. And being a, a Bears guy, a guy that watches the Bears games, we take a lot of unnecessary sacks and things like that. It's frustrating. So to watch the, the you know him playing at this level, just his second year in, I think people would be talking about him a lot differently if he was a first round draft pick. I think he gets disrespected a bit because he got taken so late. But at the end of the day, he's getting the job done, and he definitely. Uh, is a very competitive kid, and I, I don't know where I rank him now in terms of NFL QBs, you know, active NFL QBs. I'd really have to look at the list, but he's he's got to be in that 8-12 to 12 range at this point, which, which I think is, is saying a lot. And he really, this year, he probably had a top-five season, to be honest, if you look at his numbers. Um, but I think that has a lot to do with his weapons more than uh, necessarily him. But, again, I don't, I don't want to sell him short. Great season for the 49ers. Congrats to the Chiefs. Again, a short one tonight. Looks like we're running at about 20, 22, 23 minutes here. But thank you guys for listening. We're going to be bringing on some guests coming up. We're excited to bring on some new people onto the pod. So remember to like us, follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you guys get your pods. We are ready to go to bed. So thank you so much for joining us. Have a great night.